Hello, and welcome back to the Empower Light Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Odgers. I look forward to helping you grow in mind, body, and spirit by creating a safe space for sharing, goal setting, and growth. The goal of this podcast is to help you become the best version of yourself by tapping into what makes you uniquely you and to help you find your light. Every week, there will be a solo mini session that will feature meditation, goal planning, breathwork, or a mini workshop on a new topic. There will also be a longer session with a guest speaker from the fitness, health, and wellness space focused on sharing their inspiring story to finding out who they are in hopes to impact you. This is Empower Light. You've got to find a light in your life. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Empower Light podcast. Again, I'm your host, Amanda Odgers, and I'm so excited to get started with you guys. I have been thinking about doing this podcast the entire year, and I cannot wait to finally get it rolling and share some insight with you all. Um, I, When I thought about starting this podcast, it was something that came on my heart when I started to feel like I had more to share. And unfortunately, social media, in my opinion, only can do so much when it comes to that. So I set out on a mission to impact as many people as possible when I started my business with personal training. And while I love what I do, I feel like I can continue to do more. So that is why I started this podcast and I'm so excited to get started with you. Like mentioned in the intro, there will be a mini session each week that's going to go over some goal planning, a med- maybe it'll be a meditation, a breathwork session, different cool little workshop type things that we're going to do. That episode will be about 20, 25 minutes or so. Quick, short, you know, start, it, start your week off right on Mondays. And then on Wednesday, I'm going to release an episode with a guest speaker that's going to share their story about how they came to terms with who they are and how they really stepped into their light. The goal of this podcast is to help you become the best version of yourself. So the only way to do that is by making sure that each of the guests as well as myself are being as vulnerable and authentic as possible. So I'm so excited to share my story of how I stepped into my own power and hopefully you can get some cool takeaways from it. With that being said, I wanted to start by talking a little bit about myself and how I created the name for this podcast. So a little bit about me to begin. If you're new here and you aren't sure of who I am, I'm a personal trainer, fitness coach, nutrition coach, and mindset coach. And I'm moving into a more life coaching perspective because I really believe in tailoring to the whole person. So what do I mean by that? I recently founded a company called Holistically You that focuses on mind, body, and spirit because I really feel like every single person is very unique and every person deserves to be treated that way. So when it comes to working with me, I will sit down and talk to you about what your goals are first and foremost, but I will kind of ask you how you got here. What is it that you want to get out of our sessions, but also where do you want to be a year from now? Of course, that taps into a bunch of different areas like fitness, mindset, nutrition. So it's important that we get a good workout plan going, a nutrition plan for you that includes meals and fun little recipes you can try out. 
And of course, we work on your mindset and how you address certain situations and what you do about them. Um, So that's super important as well as diving into your daily routine. So you want to wake up a little bit earlier. Okay, what are the steps that we need to take to get you to that point? So those are the different things I offer and kind of what I've been doing for the last couple years from now. But the reason this podcast actually was created kind of goes back a little bit further from where I am right now into who I was and how I got to where I am today. The name of this podcast is Empower Light and it's inspired by a couple of years of hardship where I truly, truly felt like I wasn't enough. I was dimming my light to fit in with the crowd a fear that I would just be judged for who I really was down to my core and that I would lose friendships, family, and coworkers around me because of that. The last three years, I've been working very hard to become the most authentic, best version of myself. When I think about helping others and how I want to leave my impact on this world, I want to be someone that encouraged as many people as possible to be who they truly are meant to be. I really believe my calling on this earth is to help as many people as possible. So that is how this podcast was born. I felt like I have a story to share and it's kind of a little bit of a long one. Um, But I think at the end of the day, so many people can relate and I hope they can because I really, really, really want others to be able to listen to something I say today and take it away and let it impact their own lives. So that's my goal of this podcast today. And if even one person is affected by one tiny little thing I say, then I can be proud of this podcast. And that is my biggest hope. So my story to self-discovery actually dates back a little bit further than these three years. The last three years I've been working on myself. I've been doing the work. I've been putting the work to heal all those types of things. But my actual journey of not knowing who I was kind of goes all the way back to high school. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this where you were in this space when you were in high school. You didn't know who you were. You were just getting out of grade school trying to find yourself and all the fun things. You were trying to make friends and anything you do to fit in the crowd, you know, the pressures of popularity and all of the different things that come with being a high schooler, a young kid. I started off my high school career with, I want to say like little to no friends. I don't know what it was at the time, but to start off, I just really like had the biggest struggle making friends. And I remember my freshman year was a really hard year. Um, That was the year my parents told me that they were getting a divorce. I felt like I suddenly became almost like a mom figure for my siblings, you know, driving, because I was the one with the license, right? So I was driving them back and forth from house to house and from sports. And it was just a lot for a kid to take on all this responsibility at once. I do think it is what made me who I am today. I kind of at a young age got thrown into, okay, you have to take on this responsibility. You have to be this person. and. I mean, honestly, I, I at the time, it was horrible. I hated it. But looking back now, I'm grateful for all the things I learned from that because I was able to you know, shape myself into who I am today because of that. And I do think it's what's made me stand out in the crowd a lot of times because I had to take on responsibility early on at a young age. There wasn't really an option. I had my first job, I think at 15, I worked at Rita's Water Ace and classic first job, right? Um, And I was assistant for my dad's office as well, which was super fun. I loved learning about that. 
And I look back on high school, being a three-sport athlete, having two different jobs, divorced parents, driving back and forth from house to house, and somehow, some way, not failing out of school. And I'm like, how did Amanda at that age do these things? And I don't say that to brag. I say that because it's mind-blowing to me what we used to go through as kids and what we used to participate in. And we loved it, right? We, we didn't lose energy. And I relate it now to where I am today where I don't know about you guys, but I get exhausted on a daily basis by like the silliest things. Like honestly, I get eight hours of sleep most nights. And then there are those nights where I maybe get six or something like that because I'm a little bit busy. And my entire day the next day is just ruined because I can't get out of that bad mental state. And I just think back to high school and I'm like, how on earth was I able to do all these things and barely sleep? Because God knows, how did I get homework in on top of all these things? But it's so inspiring to remember what we used to all do when we were younger and remind ourselves that we still can be that way. And I think that's where my story kind of begins. I've always been this person that is super on the go, super busy. I love, love, love to be involved with a million different things. And that's just someone I, that's who I am. That's how I probably will always be. And I'm proud of that. I love, love, love being a part of many amazing things. But my story of self-discovery really does start there. In high school, I had a couple of interesting relationships. You know, I had friendships that were really great and so forth. But my biggest thing in high school was I got involved with a retreat called Kairos. And that was actually what kind of was the turning point of who I am and discovering what matters most to me. So on Kairos, for those that don't know, Kairos is a retreat where you essentially go, and I don't want to spoil it for any listeners that are younger and and going to, you know, go on Kairos at some point, but it's an amazing wellness retreat um, where you focus on separating yourself from your phones. You're in a small little group that you talk about amazing topics and um, there's a bunch of different, you know, it's emotional. There's there's a bunch of different amazing little things that kind of happen throughout the weekend that, again, I won't spoil because I don't want anyone listening to have it spoiled for them. Um, but it's incredible. And on this retreat, I really felt God speak to me for the first time. And that was something I wasn't too familiar with, right? So I was raised Catholic. I went to Catholic school. I also, you know, went to church every Sunday with my family. But as far as having my own personal relationship with God, I didn't really know what that was, you know. I would pray to him at nighttime sometimes or in the morning, and I really never got anything back. And so in my head, I was like, okay, well, if I'm not hearing anything back, I don't really know this guy exists, you know, at the end of the day. How am I supposed to have this thing called faith if at the end of the day, I don't even know what this means or what it's supposed to feel like? But in that moment, I remember I was sitting on a bench. Um, It was a completely dark day out um, and it was raining and gross but we were given some time to go out and reflect and be on our own for 30 minutes or so and I just remember sitting on this bench and I had some tough things going on in my life I was dealing with a relationship that wasn't too great anymore Um, some friendships I was trying to decipher I was trying to figure out where I wanted to go to college my family again like the divorce was still pretty fresh at this time and I was still trying to figure out like who I am as a person And I just remember sitting there on this bench and saying all these things back and forth to God and not really hearing anything back. And I remember like almost testing him in a way. I was like, okay, you know what? If you're real, 
do something about it. Like, show me, prove yourself to me. And we think about doubting Thomas. And doubting Thomas essentially um, needed to see Jesus's holes in his hands and his feet to actually believe that he was crucified and came back to life after he resurrected from the dead because he didn't believe when he first saw Jesus that he was truly alive and it was truly him. So for me, I kind of did the same thing. I was like, if you're real, you know, prove it. And in that exact moment, I kid you not, this light came, this, like the sun came out of nowhere. It didn't just open up over the whole retreat house. It didn't just open up over the entire woods, like this tiny ray beam of light opened up to exactly where I was sitting. And I seriously, I'm not kidding you. I jumped out of, out of the bench, off the bench I was sitting on. And I like started freaking out. I was sweating. I had like a little bit of a panic attack. I was like, what is going on? And I just like started like looking all around me like, is this actually real? Like, is this actually happening right now? And the light did not leave that bench. And in that moment, I was like, whoa, okay. All right, you're real. I believe you, I'm listening. So you are listening to me. And that was my first encounter with my faith. I really, truly was stunned. I couldn't believe that I had asked for something and it immediately came. It was wild. Um, but it was so cool and I was so happy to finally have a relationship with God. So that retreat ended and immediately I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get involved with the next one. I would love to be a leader. So I signed up to be a leader. I got it. I was so excited. Had an amazing Kairos retreat. Planned it all out, all the fun things. And then a couple weeks after the second retreat I went on, they were going to get rid of the retreat. They thought certain aspects of the retreat weren't as, I guess, Catholic and in-depth to what they wanted the retreat to be like for a lot of people. So they were going to get rid of the retreat. And I remember being like, uh, no, this was so impactful. We cannot get rid of this thing. Because if you think about it, like that was how I started discovering who I was. I couldn't let this thing go. So the first thing I did when I heard that was I immediately started a petition. I don't even know what led me to do this or what movie or what um, show I was watching at the time that inspired me to do this. But I created a petition and I had over 300 people sign this thing and they had to say, you know, obviously their name, who they are and what was important about the retreat to them. And then I left another space for if the retreat was taken away, what impact it would have on them and how they would feel about it. And that was at the end of the day, what was the drawing line for the administration at the time. They ended up taking it, looking at the petition and really being stunned that so many people had such a passion for certain aspects of the retreat, which again, I'm not going to go into because I don't want to spoil anything for anyone listening. But yeah, these certain aspects that they wanted to get rid of were, in my opinion, some of the core reasons why Kairos was so special. So I was super glad that that petition worked. And upon receiving it, they actually asked me to lead a second time, which was unheard of. There was never really a person before me that had ever led this retreat more than once. Um, so that was super cool and I loved being a part of that and I was very grateful that I kept it the way it was. But that was honestly my first big accomplishment in life. To me, and I honestly to this day, I do still think it's one of my biggest accomplishments and it's kind of what drove me into my purpose, which I really believe is to help as many people as possible. So my story of self-discovery did start with that retreat. It was everything from that retreat on. I really felt like 
God was working through me. And as time kind of went on, I found different ways to allow him to let me serve him. And for those of you listening, you may not believe in God. You may believe in the universe, you know, astrology, a higher power, whatever it is that you do believe in, maybe it's yourself. I want you to remember that that is a core part of who you are. And that's kind of where this story continues. Because as time went on, I felt like who I was was questioned a lot. And you never want to feel like who you are isn't accepted, that you're not enough, that you're not worthy of love, and all of those things. So when it came to my faith, it was really important for me to let that shine through. As I went to college, I found myself putting on a little bit of a mask again. I was joining a sorority, getting involved with Greek life and all the craziness. And I am very grateful for Greek life for many reasons. It did bring me one of my best friends. We went to high school together, but we actually weren't close until we got to college, which was super cool. Um, And it also brought me Thon. So Thon, for those of you that don't know, is the largest student-run philanthropy in the world focused on raising money for pediatric cancer research. And it's a beautiful organization that basically allows families that are dealing with pediatric cancer not to ever have to pay a medical bill. And that was so beautiful to me. So I was involved with that my four years. And one of my favorite parts about Thon was dancing my senior year. I stood for 46 hours and I couldn't sleep, no sitting, no sleeping, all the fun stuff. But it was beautiful because I had my Thon family there supporting me. So all year round, we would do a bunch of different fun things with our Thon families. And what Thon families are, for Diamond families, they are families that are dealing with pediatric cancer that are assigned to different organizations to do fun events throughout the year, to help with fundraising and so forth. And they are essentially the inspiration behind why our organizations do what we do. So throughout the year, I would plan fun events with them. I would, you know, we would do fun little tailgates. We did a bunch of different like sporting type events with them. And it was just beautiful to spend that time with them. And what was so cool my senior year when I danced in Thon was I got to spend it with my Thon child, Levi, who was only a year younger than me, actually. He had cancer when he was younger and he has been cured. Yay! And it was just so beautiful to spend those 46 hours with him, as well as our new Thon family that we had just received that year. So those 46 hours were some of the most challenging moments of my life, if I'm being honest. Mainly because it not only tested my physical capability, but it was testing my mind a lot. So when I don't sleep enough, I get very irritable and I get confused. I'm almost in this like mental fog. And a lot of times throughout the 46 hours that I was dancing, I would actually zone out into spaces where I couldn't zone back in. And I truly was like, where am I right now? I don't know where I am. And for those of you listening that have danced as well, you know what I'm talking about. It was almost like you were taking some type of drug and you couldn't get out of that mind space. So it was super scary, but it was beautiful because in those 46 hours, you really got to deal with a lot of challenges. And when you're going through these challenges, you have to remember this is nothing compared to pediatric cancer. It's nothing compared to hearing your child has cancer or being the child that's going through cancer. You know, all the challenges I was going through, none of that compared to what these kids were going through. So at the end of the day, it was the first time outside of Kairos I really 
felt like I was stepping into a bigger version of myself and I was a part of something more than just myself. It was a bigger picture. It was something more special. And that was the first time I've realized that where there is evil in this world, there's also a lot of good. And a lot of people ask me all the time, they're like, how on earth could you see the good in a situation like pediatric cancer? And I answer that with, I'm not saying that situation's good at all. But what I'm saying is there's beauty surrounding situations like that where people come together and put something that is bigger than themselves first. And the things that we were able to do to help support those families and be with them and the things that they would be able to give me back, you know, to my heart, to my own life are indescribable. So just like Kairos was, Thon became such a big part of my life and I really felt like I was living my mission. I was living what God called me to do in the moment. So when it came to Thon being over this thing that I dedicated four years to, it was almost like, oh my goodness, I have no idea what to do with my life. And it was terrifying. Let me tell you, it was so terrifying. And it brings me back to a time actually where it was a year prior that I really felt like I was on top of the world. I was in a club called Project Haiti where we would travel to Haiti every year and spend some time with an orphanage that we were serving throughout the year, raising money for and so forth. And we were doing amazing work. I was with my boyfriend there at the time. I was with amazing friendships and amazing priests. And I remember sitting on the top of the roof that we were staying at, at sunset, next to my boyfriend at the time, and thinking, life cannot get better than this. I'm at a peak in my life. There's no way life gets better. And I just found out I was going to get to intern for Make-A-Wish, another organization that I really, really, really loved and wanted to work for to continue with my passion for helping those with pediatric cancer. And it was just this beautiful moment of, wow, I am so blessed and I'm so lucky that I'm here right now. And that's when kind of almost fear set in, if I'm being honest. It was this fear of, wow, I graduate in one year and all these beautiful things that I'm experiencing right now can go away. I realized at that moment that my life was about to change forever. I was going to be in the real world, a feeling that I'm sure a lot of you know too well recently, who have recently graduated, and probably can still remember if you're my age and it's been three, four years, five years removed from college. It was terrifying. You know, we all were in this bubble and loving this bubble in college where everything just felt right. You were doing your favorite sport. You were doing what you loved. You were with your friends five minutes away from you. And suddenly you were about to lose all of that to go work a nine to five job and your friends would be all over the world. And that was so scary for me. So when it came to Thon ending my senior year, I was crushed. I was like, this was the last big thing of my college career that I had left. And now it's off to the real world. Let's find out who I am. And you want to know why that moment was so scary for me? It was because I knew in that moment I was going to have to do the work to find out who I truly was, to become independent and to move into a whole new decade of my life. And unfortunately, at the time, I was going through a breakup as well. 
So I went into almost like a really tough state where I lost everything I cared about most and I loved most in my life. And suddenly, I didn't want to be here anymore. I didn't know what I was meant to be doing. I didn't know what God was calling me to do anymore. And I was scared. So I remember getting out of this relationship, which at the time I really thought was the one. And we all talk about it, right? We all say, oh, we can all think about that person that we thought was the one. But truly, I don't know if any of you have been in this situation. Like, I couldn't have been more sure that this person was the one for me. And I didn't realize at the time how dependent I was on this person for my interests, my dislikes, everything. I feel like I did everything with this person for so many years. This person became my best friend. So when I lost them, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate, I kind of lost myself too. I was like, who am I? And I just literally was so lost. And so I graduated and I packed up all my bags and I was moving to New York City and I was called a day before moving into New York City by the Hershey manager that hired me. And he said, hey, you know how we wanted you at NYC? Well, yeah, we're gonna switch up your sales territory. And for those in sales, you can get this. They literally said, hey, we're gonna switch you to this other town that's two and a half hours away from New York City. And I immediately was crushed because here I am, a newly single, newly graduated, person trying to find who they are and I'm about to be sent into the middle of nowhere in my head to do a job that I wasn't even that excited about and I just was like wait a second this does not feel right and I actually had been in New York City at the time I got back from an amazing trip to Africa where I was volunteer teaching at the time and I remember getting off the flight at JFK and getting in my car, getting this phone call and just being like, where is the nearest church? Because I have not prayed in a long time. It is time to figure out my life. Because here I was trying to do this thing where I figure everything out on my own. I don't consult anyone. I'm just gonna do this. And cause I was trying to be super independent in this time, coming from a place of being super dependent. And I remember driving to the nearest church, walking in the door, sitting there and being like, okay, something's not right and in that moment I got a call from my mom that both of my grandparents were in the hospital and they are my favorite people in the entire world for those of you that know my grandparents you know how special they are to me you know how much I love them and both of them for separate reasons were in the hospital and my mom you know being a single mom She has an amazing boyfriend that is becoming my stepdad soon. I'm so excited for that wedding coming in March. He was there for her. But other than him, you know, it's just my mom. And she was moving in at the time with my grandparents to take care of them back in Newtown Square. And I remember just feeling in my heart, you got to go home. You got to go home. And that was terrifying to me. But in that moment, I called Hershey back up and I said, hey, I'm so sorry to decline the offer, but I am going to have to head back home. My family's dealing with some things. You know, I I just got to be there for them. And they completely understood. But at the end of the day, 
I went back home. I took the first job I could get. And I really started to just live in the moment. I had someone say to me, Amanda, you're always thinking about the next thing. Why are you not content and happy with where you are right now? And I could tell you a million and one reasons why I wasn't content. That's for sure. I felt lonely. I felt like I wasn't doing any purposeful work. I still didn't really know who I was. I just got involved with drinking and partying and making new friends in Philly and all these things. Filling up a void of not feeling enough and like I wasn't doing enough. And silly as it sounds, there actually was a moment of realization for me where I finally was like, I need to flip a switch and find my light again. I need to find what makes me happy, what makes me glow, what makes me inspired. And it sounds silly, but it was when Selena Gomez released her song, Lose You to Love Me. I was sitting in my room and this song just comes on. And I remember sitting there and watching her music video and just sobbing because all the emotions she went through from her mental health battle truly resonated with me so much. I was so dependent on someone else for my own happiness for so long that I didn't know who I was. I didn't know how to love myself. I didn't know what that meant. And I found that I was so often giving my love out to so many people and watering so many, for lack of a better term, dead plants, that I was being drained. And you know the saying, you have to fill up your cup before you can fill up others? Well, this is that moment where I finally realized that I had to stop giving, giving, giving and letting people walk all over me. And I had to start figuring out who I was and what made me tick and not caring what anyone else thought about it. And that was that song that did it. Lose you to love me. I had to lose my obsession with people pleasing my obsession with being dependent on what everyone else was doing. I had to lose everything that didn't make me me to finally step into my power and who I was. And that, my friends, is when I decided to take a two-week little hiatus out west um, with my friend Tara, and we did an awesome trip out there We went hiking a bunch of cool places. Zion, if you've never been there, you have to go there in Bryce Canyon. Two of the best places ever. And I remember road tripping across the U.S. and I ended up in California. And I'm sitting there on a beach. And I just remember being like, you know what? You have this passion for life and for traveling and for fitness and wellness and all of these things. Why are you not pursuing it? What's holding you back? And it was in that moment that I just decided to make a little Instagram, you know, <laughs> a little a little Finsta per se called Amanda Moves. And the story behind Amanda Moves is the word movement. And movement stands for three different things in my mind. One, it's moving out of bad headspaces. So the phrase I used to use and I still use a lot is just keep moving. So keep moving forward. Two, Physical movement. It's about getting the body out in the sun, doing something fun with some friends, kickball, you know, maybe you're going for a run with a friend, whatever it might be, you're getting out in the open air and you're doing something good for your body. And three, 
movement, travel, see the world, gain new perspectives, meet new people. Don't get stuck in this space where you're so focused on your hometown that you think that's all that's out there. Learn cultures, learn different perspectives. And that is where Amanda Moves was born. And this Instagram started as a space for me to share my own journey to self-discovery. I didn't think I was going to use it for anything else. Let me tell you, I thought it was going to be some of my close friends following me and it would be super fun and I could just share quotes and recipes and all these different things. I like to do workout posts. Um, And then it was like, honestly, I want to say it was like, three weeks into having it, that people started reaching out to me and asking me if I did personal training, if I did coaching, if I would take them on as a client. And I remember thinking, I'm in this recruitment job that I really don't enjoy at all. I'm just doing it because I like the people that I'm working with. That's literally it. That was the only reason. And I'm not fulfilled. And I'm missing that aspect of helping others that I loved so, so much. So I decided to do something about it. I started getting my certifications. I started diving into the nutrition space, understanding a lot more of it. I started sharing recipes. I started doing all of these things to build me up into the person I wanted to be. And I'll go into this in a little bit detail, but what I did in that moment was I actually started setting goals for myself. And I broke down those goals into different sections and how I was going to accomplish those and made them very feasible goals. And that's what we're going to do in a little bit here. So I'll get back to that. But from doing that and from setting those goals and truly manifesting and believing myself, believing that I could be this person, believing that I could become all I wanted to become, that's when I started getting into the flow of who I was and finding myself again and finding my light. So if you're in a space right now where you don't know who you are, you're in a space where you're not loving your job, you're not loving your friendships, maybe you're in a bad relationship that you're not excited about, or maybe you're just trying to find something new, something that sets your light on fire, I'd encourage you to spend a couple of minutes with yourself after listening to this episode. Get out your journal and write down a few things that came to mind when you were listening. And spend time reflecting and meditating on this. Because at the end of the day, if we want to become a better version of ourselves, we need to do the work. And that was something for so long I avoided myself. I did not want to put the work in. And it wasn't until one of my friends at the time said to me, you're always complaining. You have to do the work. If you want to change, make it happen that I actually flipped a switch and started doing it. It was this literal same day that Lose You To Love Me came out. So this was like a very powerful day for me. I had this friend say this and this song came out. So it was two things in one day. It was craziness. But for the longest time, I was living in this victim mode of all these things are happening to me. And I didn't realize that if I just switched my mindset up in the moment, I didn't have to be living in this victim mode for the rest of my life. The things that happen to you are out of your control and you can either choose to learn from them and grow from them and use them to your advantage or you can sit there and be paralyzed by them and you can live in this victim mode. So it wasn't until these things happened, that song came out, the person said those things to me that I started realizing like, wow, 
I'm living in this victim mode and I'm not doing anything about it. So I started getting out of that and I started realizing that life is so much more than our problems. Life is peaks and valleys. We are going to have some serious ups and some serious downs. We'll have those days where we're sitting in Haiti and we're looking at the sunset and the stars and we're going to have those days where we get broken up with and we're graduating from college and our job falls through and our grandparents are in the hospital and we just have no idea what to do with our lives. But the thing is, we can learn from those valleys and they can help us grow and we can learn from our peaks and how we can continue to live a life that makes us proud and makes us happy like we are in those moments. Life is a bunch of of ups and downs. And it's not about striving for that next up. It's about enjoying the journey and making the most of no matter what comes our way. Life is for the living. It's about traveling. It's about doing the impossible. It's about setting goals for ourselves and finally accomplishing them. So this was the moment where I started to get out of my own way. I got my certifications. I set goals for myself. I said, I want to get this personal training job. What do I have to do? Oh, I'm going to start posting on my Instagram all these cool things so that I have this little portfolio to show a future employer, hey, look what I can do. Look what I've been doing. I got some friends of mine to be my first free clients. I developed a workout program for them, a nutrition plan for them, and I got their results to show as well. And at the end of the day, I started taking action to make my life better. I flipped a switch in my brain and said no more. And if you're living in that victim right now, I encourage you, I ask you, what is it going to take for you to flip that switch? Sit with that. What is it going to take you to flip that switch? Aren't you tired of feeling this way? Because if you're anything like I was, I was done with feeling this way. And as my journey continued of self-discovery, I realized it was going to be one that did start to become more lonely than I had hoped. And what am I talking about with this? Unfortunately, this does mean that in order for you to make room for beauty to come into your life, you do need to start ridding your life of toxicity. And this is a tough one, right? Because we have those things in our life that make us happy. You know, at the end of the day, we're happy. We love to do those things. We love to be with those people But there's something in our gut that's saying, this isn't everything. And there's something in our gut that's saying, oh, like, it's not making me feel really genuinely happy. We all talk about wanting to be different. But in order to be different, we have to act different. We have to be unique. We have to stand out of the crowd. For me, I had to look into those areas of my life that were holding me back from becoming the best version of myself. And when I opened up this business and it wasn't getting the support I wanted to from friends, from family, I decided in that moment that I was going to be different. To be different, we have to act different. We have to stand out from the crowd. We have to do the things that society isn't encouraging us to do. The standard is you graduate from college and you get into a nine to five. You settle down, you get married in your hometown and you enjoy a nice peaceful life. You work hard. You make your money and then you retire. And that was not a lifestyle I wanted to live anymore. I came from a place in college where I was so set on that lifestyle 
that when I graduated and it no longer felt right for me, I didn't know what to do. And looking back, I am so glad I did because I made room for so much beauty by just pursuing this career and just pursuing what I loved and what I was feeling like I was called to do. A lot of you know I've been focusing a lot on my gut recently and something I have to mention about the gut outside of the fact that it is the brain of the stomach. So everything kind of starts in our gut, our allergies do, how we're mentally feeling, are, are we tired? All of these things start in our gut. But you know what else starts in our gut? When something doesn't feel right. And I promise you, you've all felt this before. Something feels off. And the biggest thing I would tell you right now is I want you guys to start leaning into that feeling. When you walk into a situation or you walk into a room full of people and you just don't feel fully yourself, you don't feel happy. Maybe you feel even anxiety in a situation. I would dread going to work, truly. Not because I didn't like the people I was working with. That was so much fun. But I hated the job. I hated it. I did not want to be calling people all day long and bothering them. I felt like it was unethical. It was not for me. And if it's for you, that's completely fine. I'm not judging it whatsoever. I have a certain way about myself where I'm very, very outgoing. A lot of people know that about me. And I just can't sit still. I have really bad ADHD, dead, dead serious, and I cannot sit still. So for me, it was horrible to have to sit in a chair all day long and talk to people about something I was not passionate about at all. So that's why I switched up um, that career. So what started on the side as me just focusing on the side business, the personal training, actually came to fruition of like, whoa, I can make this a full-time career. And that is why I went for it. Because at the end of the day, I felt like if I don't bet 100% on myself, no one else is going to. And what you'll find is when you do start to shed things that are taking up a lot of your time, you make room for so much beauty to grow. So a couple examples for you. First one, big one. In January, I made the decision that I need to leave my recruitment job in order to finally pursue my fitness career full time. That was hard because I did not want to go. And I honestly did not want to go so much that I stayed for another, I think it was two or three months. So at the time, this was super scary to leave my permanent job that I worked at for three years that had provided me health care, a stable salary, and I was honestly really good at to leave for something that was completely unknown. But at the end of the day, I felt my gut and my heart calling me to do it. And I just said, enough is enough. This job is taking up too much of my time that I can't grow my personal training business. I have to go out on a whim and I have to just go for it and do it. And I did. And you know what came from that? I had the best summer of my life. I had a full client book. I was teaching group fitness classes with 180 people with Jason at Ship Shape Health and I was living my best life. And that wouldn't have happened if I didn't make room for the beauty to grow. Another example, I did the same thing with some friendships earlier in the year as well. I decided to stop reaching out to people that weren't putting the time and effort into me. And that was really tough for me because I'm such a people pleaser. I love, love, love 
being people's friend. I hate hurting people's feelings. That is not me whatsoever. And I really felt like at the time, it was just burning in my light. My light was so dim because I was so focused on other people that I couldn't focus on myself. And I couldn't allow new friendships that were great and coming into my life to grow because I didn't have time for them. And it was when I got rid of the job and those friendships that I allowed room for more amazing things to come into my life. I went out to San Diego in January with my sister on a whim and we just decided, hey, let's just explore and find a new place and see how we like it. And it was so cool because we were out there for two months and she had some friends out there, but I truly didn't know anyone. And it was from being out there that I met some of the most amazing people in my life and some friends that I truly can say have been some of the most amazing people I've ever met and I talk to them all the time now they're some of my closest friends and it just genuinely makes me so happy to see that when you do truly follow your heart and become the person you want to be and you walk into the best version of yourself that good beautiful things do actually come. So that was a really cool thing for me being in San Diego. And I actually ended up staying there for two and a half more months just because I loved it so much. And I found such a beautiful time with my routine, fixing my gut, focusing on spending time with the sunset. There wasn't much drinking involved. And it was just a beautiful environment where I was in a place where it was more than just what are we doing this weekend? It was what are we doing today? And that's the next topic I want to bring up real quick here. When it comes to living your life, a lot of us live for the weekend. A lot of us are like, okay, it's Monday. Oh my goodness. When's Friday? Okay, it's Wednesday. I got two more days till Friday. It's almost there. It's almost there. It's almost there. But when we do that, we're living five of our seven days of the week waiting for something better to come along. Instead of taking action in our present day and doing something each day that we're excited for and really living our life day to day and being excited about what's coming tomorrow. And that was a big wake up call for me because I was living for the weekend. There was a long time where I was living for the weekend. I was wasting over 60% of my life for the weekend. I mean, think about that. You are wasting so much of your life waiting for these two great days to come. And sometimes they don't even live up to what you're excited for. So what I started doing was I started making little things that I would be excited for for each day. So maybe it was, okay, I'm going to get up an hour early on Tuesday this week and I'm going to go to the gym at this time or I'm going to go see the sunset or I'm going to go surf. Something like that that was exciting for Tuesday. And Wednesday, I'm going to go for a coffee walk with my friend Carly and we're going to go see the sunset. Okay, cool. On Thursday, I'm going to get up and on at lunchtime, instead of doing my normal lunch routine where I'm going to cook at home, I'm going to actually pack a lunch on Wednesday night and I'm going to bring it with me to the beach on Thursday for lunchtime and I'm going to just take a nice break on Thursday. On Friday, I'm going to go and I'm going to do a little bit of breath work outside in my little garden area or whatever it might be. And I'm going to just enjoy my day. So doing these little things throughout our week actually make life more exciting and worth living for instead of living for the weekend. And that's something I'd encourage you guys to do. Find friends, find things in your life that excite you, that make you look forward to the next day, not necessarily for the weekend. 
Because at the end of the day, and this is like the hard truth of it all, is we don't know how long we're going to be here. And the same goes for us living for retirement. I know this is a really touchy subject, so hear me out here. But we don't know how long we're going to be here. Would you say that you've lived a life you're super proud of? Or would you say there was a bunch of things left on the table that you wish you had done? And I know that's hard to hear. And I know that's hard to sit with. And I know it's uncomfortable. And no one wants to talk about this. And no one wants to sit here and listen to this. But are you living for the moment? Or are you living for the future? And I'll leave that with you to make a decision. You know, sit down with your journal. Take some time to talk about that with yourself. Reflect on that yourself. And figure out what it is that you can do to kind of move forward and help yourself live day to day. Best advice I have for you guys is take the trip. Book the vacation. Go experience another another part of the world because I promise you when you come back from that vacation, from that trip, you'll have gained so much valuable information and motivation to get back into your career and the amazing things that you have going on with your friends and family that you needed to get by taking that break. Sometimes we need a break from the craziness to be able to become the version of ourselves we want to be. So if that's speaking to your heart, I hope you guys tag me in this podcast, tag me on your Instagram stories, tag me in your Snapchat stories and be like, Amanda, I listened and I booked the trip because that is something I want for you guys. I want you to do the impossible. I want you to do the things. And I want you to remember that money will always return, but time will not. Remember that money will always return, but time will not. Those moments you have with your friends, those moments you have with your family, you're not going to get those back. And I hear stories all the time from my friends, from my family, from my clients about how they wish they had spent a little bit more time with this person before they lost them. If someone came to mind to you when I said that, give them a call today and tell them you love them. Plan a time to go spend time with them because time does not return. And we have to make the most of all the time we can get with them. We have one life. We need to make room for blessings to come into our life. So I encourage you today, learn to get out of your own way. Step into who you truly are. Because you were made for more. You were made to do amazing things in this world. And I know for a fact, if you're able to step out of your own way and start living your best life, start acting like your most authentic self, start manifesting and creating the life you want, you are going to be the most happy person. Whatever you feel like this podcast has spoken to you about today, whatever is on your heart, whatever your gut is telling you, follow it. Just keep moving, just keep growing, just keep pursuing. And so that's where I want to transition into a little bit of a mini goal planning session with you guys to end off this podcast today. So that is my story of coming from a place of where I truly did not even want to be here anymore to stepping into the best version of myself to owning my power, to finding myself 
and finding the career that I love where I get to help as many people as I possibly can. And that lights me up. I'm so proud of myself. And I want each of you to walk away from this podcast today being proud of yourselves for where you're at, for where you're going. And if you can learn anything from my story of self-discovery, it's one thing. It's trusting your heart because your heart isn't wrong. A lot of us want to listen to the little thing in our head that says, oh, but that's not realistic. I don't know about that. Are you sure about the logistics there? Maybe we want to listen to our friends like, yeah, but how much is that going to cost? And stop. Stop living in a scarcity mindset. Stop living as a victim to your circumstances. You do not need to live that way. I promise you, if you have a goal, if you have a vision, if you can adjust your mindset to believe you are worth it, to believe you deserve it, and to go 100% in on yourself, you will succeed. Nothing can hold you back from success. Nothing. No one, nothing. I was told about a year and a half ago that I was not a good enough personal trainer. And it was from a colleague of mine at the time that I truly thought was amazing. And I, you know, I still think that person is great. But at the end of the day, I was told I wasn't enough and I wasn't good enough. And you know what I said to that? I said, screw that. I am enough because at this point, I finally stepped into who I was. I knew who I was and I knew what I was doing to better myself. And I knew I could continue to grow. And I didn't listen to it. I said, I took the negativity and I said, no, that's not right. Something we all need to hear and something I've learned a lot recently is people a lot of times project their own feelings of themselves on you. You are so enough. You are so worthy of love. You are so worthy of greatness. And it's the second you switch your mindset up and you truly believe in yourself that those things that people say to you will no longer affect you. So with that being said, I encourage you to step into who you are. Step into your power. Get out of your own way and start to become the person you know you can be. And if my experience can attest to anything, I can promise you a million and one times over, I am happier today than I have ever been in my entire life. I have a stronger faith than I ever have in my life and I openly pursue that. I'm not scared to share that. I'm not scared to post things in my story about my faith and my love for the Lord. I am so grateful for him. And granted, that's my belief. That's what I love and that's what I believe in. Your belief might be different. You might believe in the universe. You might believe in in a higher power. You might have different beliefs. So I'm not infringing my beliefs on you whatsoever. I'm saying that's something I personally care about more than anything and now I live authentically I live like it's my last and I truly 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 don't feel like I'm living in any shadow anymore I am my most authentic self right now and that is what I'm so proud about get rid of the Netflix for two hours a night let's give an example real quick. get rid of the Netflix for two hours a night and open that free time for whatever the universe has for you See what's going to come in there. Maybe you're going to journal. Maybe you're going to do a meditation. Maybe you're going to do yoga. Maybe a friend's going to give you a call. Maybe you're going to call a friend that secretly needed to hear from you 
and you're going to make their day. Free up some time for beauty to grow. And it will. I promise you that. It so will. And with that, I wanted to shift gears a little bit and end this session with a little bit of a goal planning and manifestation workshop. So pause this really quick and go grab a piece of paper really quick for me. And I'm going to have you write down one, two, and three on that piece of paper. So the most important thing when it comes to goal planning and manifestation is we start by deciphering and actually writing down what our goals are and what our dreams are. And those come from the heart, right? So we're going to sit here for a minute and I want you to listen, close your eyes, and I want you to just sit with this. And I want you to think of three goals that you have for yourself for 2023. Because it is almost the end of October. We are getting towards the new year. It's never too early to start setting yourself up for a fantastic couple of months ahead. So go ahead, take a pause right here. All right, so with that, I want you to write down three goals, three SMART goals. If you remember from when you were in grade school or high school, I'm sure you came across these. SMART goals, they have to be specific. So setting a real number with a real deadline. When do you want this to be achieved by? They have to be measurable. Make sure your goal is actually trackable. They have to be attainable. So you have to work towards a goal that is challenging, but possible, realistic, be honest with yourself. You know what you can do and what you're capable of. Don't say, oh, I'm going to be the winner of the lottery or I am going to make $3 million this year. If that's realistic for you, let's go. That's hype. But if it's not, don't write it down. And it has to be time bound. Give yourself a deadline. So think about three goals really quick. You can make them as broad as you want, but make sure they are SMART goals, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. And I want you to write these goals in the present tense. So for example, at the beginning of 2022, I did this exercise and I wrote three goals down. My three goals were, I am a successful business owner, which within that goal I wrote, I have led my first retreat, My client book is full and I'm teaching group fitness to numbers I never have before. And if you look back on my summer, I manifested that and I believed in myself so much that that is exactly what happened. And that's the point I'm trying to make here. We're writing everything in the present tense so that we are saying this is going to happen. Not it might happen, it is happening. I am this person, I own this, I have this. My second one was, I own my own house in Austin or Avalon. Now, if I'm being completely transparent, that's not exactly what happened because honestly, the market is awful right now. Um, But more importantly, I had some things switch in my own personal life where I was actually able to have my dream apartment in Philly and my dream apartment in Avalon fall into my lap out of nowhere, truly. And I was able to get both of those together at a cheaper price than I would normally in just Philadelphia or just Avalon alone. Together, I'm paying cheaper 
than 75% of my friends. So in the reality, in the grand scheme of things, that is that was just some blessing that happened for me. And now I have a, a place year round in two different places. I'm like speechless. I can't believe this happened. And I'm so excited about it. So that was like one of those goals that I didn't realize was going to come in a different shape and form. And it's such a blessing and it's so beautiful. And I hope to own a house when the market makes more sense to buy. And that goal definitely is still out there for sure. But for right now, um, Avalon and Philadelphia makes sense. And we are working towards Austin right now for all my Austin listeners who constantly are hyping me up and loving me so much. I have that in the works. That is my goal for 2023. So my third goal was I am inspiring others through my own podcast. And here we are. The point is of this exercise is I want you guys to write down things that are measurable and that you can achieve. And I want you to make them a reality. And I want you to do that by speaking in the present tense as if they've already happened. They are happening. They are certainly happening. So write those three things down really quick and then we're going to break them down a little bit more. So pause this and then come back once you have those three things down. Okay, now that you have all three of those things down, I want you to go below each of those and I want you to write down three things that you can do right now to start working towards those goals. So for example, I'm a successful business owner. What did I have to do? I wrote down, I am quitting my recruitment job. I am establishing my LLC and doing all the paperwork and things surrounding it to make it officially a business. And my last one was I am reaching out to different mentors to help me along my way of establishing my business, to grow from them, to learn from them, and to hopefully work with them. So take some time and write down those three things for each of your three. Now that you have those down, this one's gonna be tough, but I want you to circle the one that is most important to you right now. Once you have that circled, I'm gonna explain why. I had you circle one because our brains can't feasibly work on multiple goals at one time. Yes, it's great to multitask, and yes, by working on one of your three goals, you might be assisting in growing one of the other goals. But if we don't go 100% in on one of these three goals and we try to work at each of them individually, our body's going to get so overwhelmed that we're going to end up quitting. So for me, the first thing I wanted to do of this year was I want to be a successful business owner. That was my one. When I got all my clients booked up, when I was teaching group fitness, and when I was leading my first retreat, that is when I started saving up money for a house. Once I was settled, once the summer, the craziness ended, once I had that place, I was living in Philly and Avalon locked down. I then moved into my third goal, which was I'm inspiring others through my own podcast. And here we are today. You have to focus on one big thing at a time so you can achieve it. With that being said, pick your goal that's the most important to you and start tomorrow. Start today even if you have some time. Start making the effort, putting the steps in place to achieve that goal. Make it happen. Your dreams 
are not a consequence of you and the things that happen to you. They don't need to be a byproduct of everything else going on in this world. They need to be the first and most important thing in your life. Because like I said earlier, we do not know how long we are here. Do you want to tell your kids one day, and this is what I always say to people, do you want to tell your kids one day, you did everything you possibly could to achieve your goals and your dreams? Of course you do. You want to know why? Because you want that for them. You want them to achieve everything they desire. You want them to succeed too. You got to be the role model of that. Be the different person in the crowd. Be the person that your friends look to for advice. Be the person that stands out of the crowd and inspires other people to do the same. I promise you so much happiness is on the other side of that. And when you finally step into your power and you find your light, you will never want to go back again. Thank you again for joining me on my first podcast today. Again, I'm your host, Amanda Odgers, and this is the first episode of Empower Light.